This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and I am so excited to be back for another Friday episode, just chit-chatting you, me, and the microphone. We, of course, are going to talk about Southern Charm. I missed last week, so I am now fully caught up. Lots to talk about, but before that, I just want to note that today is Beverly Hills Reunion Day. We have finally made it after all of the mess that's gone down in the last few weeks. We are here, but you know who's not here? It sounds like Diana Jenkins is not going to be in person at the reunion. Uh, Word on the street, she might be doing a little virtual appearance. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. It's giving very Dallas uh, season five um, with (laughs) Carrie Brittingham and Brandy propping up the TV monitors on the chairs. That sounds bleak. I don't know how to feel about that. I kind of feel like if Diana isn't going to come to the reunion, then she should be excluded from the reunion. Uh, But at the same time, you know, I, I prefer everyone to attend. But I don't know about this virtual business. You know, if you don't have COVID or you're not, you know, otherwise unable to make it, like, either show up or get the fuck out. Rena did post a photo of herself this morning and said, I have been threatened for the past four months by, quote, people. I don't know why that's in quotes. Uh, basically trying to scare me, trying to ruin my credibility, trying to call me a liar, creating things that are untrue and don't exist. But guess what? Today, we're going to sit down and are going to talk about it all. I will tell my truth. And yes, you better believe I'm going to talk about it all. I mean... Go off, sis. Good for you. I mean, I hope she does. I hope we get a reunion with a lot of, you know, stuff going on. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I am I'm keeping my expectations on the floor for this reunion and hoping that these women come to impress me. <sighs> but speaking about women arguing, let's get back to Southern Charm. So on last week's episode, it culminated with this Friendsgiving at Austin's cousin's house, I believe. I don't... Why are the cousins? You know, we're seeing Marcy do her birthing exercises. Like, we don't need more cousins on this show. Keep them away. We we have enough people. But the big news at this Friendsgiving was that Paige and Naomi finally came face to face. Paige, really very sour grapes about Naomi, which... I understand on one level, but I also think it felt like she finally had a producer call with somebody from Southern Charm and they were like, okay, great. So now that you're onboarded, we're going to have you really uh, step in here and you're going to have a sit down with Catherine and you guys are going to bond about talking shit about Naomi. And then um, 
Naomi's going to pull you aside at some point. And even though you're the one who's been talking shit about her, you're really going to act like you have no idea why you're there and that she's the one who has an issue with you. Got it? And Paige was like, absolutely. Yes, I'm I'm ready to go. I, um, you know, it's like, I don't know, like, did she sign a contract before this episode? Did she find out she was going to get paid? Because all of a sudden today, she really, or not today, but like that Friendsgiving day, she really showed up to work. But at the end of the day, you know, they come to some kind of understanding. Naomi, for like the 55th time this season, is like, no, I don't have feelings for Craig. And I don't have an issue with you. And Paige is like, great, because when I see you, I want to, we're not going to be best friends, but I want to be able to be like, where'd you get those pants? I want to share clothes with you. And it's like, I love that that's like the the depth of relationship that Paige is looking for with Naomi, that it's like, I might not trust you as far as I can dropkick you, but I would like to be able to ask where you got your pants. I honestly, not a bad baseline to be at. And especially, I mean, Paige and Naomi, we know that they both care about their fashions. They're, I mean, they're both doing better out here than She by Sheree with the $200 hoodie. Have you looked at Shop LeBay? That stuff is cute. And Paige has great style. I mean, them being able to ask each other where they got their clothes is really, it means a lot. <laughs> but fast forwarding to this week, this episode, another another head scratcher. You know, Naomi and Whitney still are this weird nebulous thing within the group that everybody knows about and talks openly about, but it's unclear if it's really happening. And, you know, Whitney would clearly rather be sitting next to Adriana Lima at the gentleman's dinner. And, um, you know, there's just at the beginning of the episode, Whitney asks Naomi to co-host Patricia's gentleman's dinner just because she knows about French things. And this is extremely strange to me, first of all, because it's a gentleman's dinner. And so it's like, I don't think Naomi wants to go to that anyway. She wouldn't normally be invited. So to ask her to be like the co-host is strange. But then also she's like, I don't, Craig is talking shit about me behind my back. I've basically been warned not to be too close to him. I don't really want to hang out with this whole group of dudes when there's like this weird thing going on with you and I between Whitney and Naomi. It's just strange. I'm glad she said no, because like, first of all, she doesn't need that energy, but also she needed to be at Lavo's girls night at her champagne bar. If we're, I mean, unless production is lying to us and these weren't actually on the same night, this is important. You can't just be at the gentleman's dinner when there's a girls night happening across town. Priorities. She's booked. And, and Whitney knows that he's a producer on this show. Come on. Come on. One of my favorite little moments was when Austin's hairdresser was making a house call that um, Austin said that he has a peanut head. Um, just Austin talking, you know, talking down to himself. I feel like it kind of just like brings brings a little joy. It sparks joy for me. But the hairdresser, of course, is just as into the gossip as everyone else. I'm surprised they didn't, you know, give her a confessional. If Marcy can have one, if, uh, you know, Everyone else in Charleston has already gotten a confessional, so why not the hairdresser? She's asking about Shep and Taylor, and Austin's like, well, you know, it's Shep, and he knows that he can get away with murder, so he's kind of like, whatever. And the way the hairdresser immediately jumps to Shep's defense, and she's like, well, you know, it's di- it's new. He's in a relation, you know, he's young. And it's like, what does Shep Rose have over the poor people of Charleston 
that they are making every last excuse on planet earth for why he shouldn't have to commit why it's hard for him to commit why it doesn't come natural for him to commit and it's like ladies this man is in his 40s yes he is tall as i discovered a few weeks ago but like please they've been in a relationship for like two or two plus years it's not like at a certain point if you are not keeping your dick in your pants it's not because you can't it's because you don't want to and you don't care enough about the partner that want that that wants you to be monogamous you don't care enough about that to prioritize keeping your dick in your pants and i look shep i i don't hate shep i don't think shep is a terrible person but i think shep is a terrible monogamous partner and it's like cut your losses and i'm glad that taylor has you know since then done that but watching this part of the season it's like girl you gotta love yourself why are we still doing this why 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 are we why are you putting us through this why are you putting yourself through this can we all just move on taylor posted Earlier this week on her Instagram story, she said, disclaimer to everyone, Shep and I are broken up. We have kept a cordial relationship, but would appreciate not hearing what my ex is up to while I'm still trying to heal. Thanks in advance. See, that's the energy I like that. She's like, I I wanted it, but you know, it wasn't going to work. And now I am moving on and I don't want to know. I, I would love for her to think about Shep as little as possible. We see Shep and Taylor at dinner together with uh, Taylor's mom. I love that Taylor's mom calls her Taylor Ann. That's like so, so cute and Southern. Well, you know, Taylor Ann, she always blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, she just deserves better. And Shep is, Shep loves Taylor's parents, but he has trouble with how faith-based they are. And it's like, I mean, sure. Like religion is always something that can be tricky to navigate in relationships. But like, I don't think her parents have to be especially Christian to not love the fact that you're like, cheating on their daughter left and right like uh, <laughs> i feel like that's pretty frowned upon <laughs> across faith-based boundaries but you know shep is shep is explaining his issues the way that they make sense to him which is maybe not in the real world summer is fast approaching which means more social events more weddings to attend more nights on the town and hopefully more vacations that's why i'm so thankful for today's sponsor honey love for covering us with the best shapewear with honey love you can feel your best even when you're wearing less they've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear plus they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor for a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. 
please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I do like this girls' night that we get at Leva's Champagne Bar because finally... Everyone is there. Well, everyone except Madison. All of the all of the full-time female cast members are there. We have Leva, we have Vanita, we have Olivia, we have Taylor, Catherine, and Naomi. I, I feel like there have been too many events this season where, for one reason or another, you know, Catherine decides not to come because she and Caleb just broke up. Or Vanita is not invited for whatever reason. Or Leva's not there for a different reason. You know, it just feels like there have been a lot of group events that aren't quite the full group. And at this at this champagne night, they actually, I think, get into some things that are important to unpack and that we haven't necessarily been able to. First of all, Naomi and Catherine have by far their most productive interaction of the season. I... At first, I cringed when Leva's icebreaker for the night was talking about how Naomi hooked up with Whitney, but Catherine actually responded kind of well to it. She was like, well, everybody's saying it's weird, but like, I don't think it's weird because Whitney's like a cool guy and he cares about you. And so like, good for that. And I'm like, wow, is that like maturity coming from Catherine? It just is not the, it's not the reaction I would have expected And I don't know if it's partially because of what she's been going through with her relationship or something residual with her custody situation. I don't know. But this season, she seemed so unwilling to kind of play along and like have any progress within the group. And this episode, suddenly it was like, oh, look at that. It didn't it wasn't that hard. And suddenly you're like kind of having a good time with Naomi. I like seeing that. I like, you know. We need people to play the game. We we can't have everybody just sitting there awkwardly. But then we also talk about Vanita's lack of an invitation to Friendsgiving. And Leva explains that this was because Austin felt like she was the reporter to Madison. And we get the background that after the dog wedding, Leva sat down with Madison and told her that it seemed like she wasn't over Austin because of the way she was behaving and that she needed to let it go. Madison didn't like this. She kind of freaked out. But then Leva texted Vanita about Madison's behavior, kind of venting about her conversation with Madison. And then Madison saw the text. Vanita tells us that it's because they were in the car together and Vanita gave her her phone to do the music and the text came up. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. But then Madison texts Leva and is like, LOL, what the fuck? You know, you're complaining about me to Vanita. It just is, to me, this almost, it feels like Leva was the one that made the mistake here because Vanita and Madison, at least on the show, have always been close this season. So it's like, maybe you should have been a little more tactful in the way you talked shit about Madison to somebody who is publicly her friend. And then Vanita feels like Leva is wanting her to choose sides between her and Madison. It's just kind of a messy situation. And I feel like it's the kind of thing that, yeah, have one conversation to kind of put it to rest. But like, at the end of the day, I mean, Madison was acting a fool. Uh, Leva was right to be frustrated with her behavior. Everybody's just kind of a mess. I mean, the way that exes are behaving around each other this season, it's like, yeah, it's all just messy. But like, 
there's no reason that Vanita and Austin need to be having a fight over this or that Leva can't trust her. It just is not that deep. And I feel like they kind of move on once they start talking about Shep and Taylor uh, because that situation seems a lot more serious because, you know, half of this group wasn't there at the trip when Shep was, you know, calling her a fucking idiot and all of this stuff. So when they hear about that, it's like sort of a wake up call. And, you know, they already hashed it out with Naomi and, you know, whoever else was there. But now it's like, Catherine isn't Catherine's hearing about it and she thinks it's crazy. Vanita's hearing about it and she thinks it's crazy. Like the fact that every single person has a strong reaction to what Shep said, I think for Taylor might be kind of a wake up call that it's like, okay, like even if I've learned to deal with this, the fact that every woman in my life thinks that it is this massive red flag, it's, it's too big to ignore. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, at Patricia's French-themed gentleman's party, it's very below-deck dinner service vibes where, like, the chef is like, oh, I want day at the table. Uh, the, the escargot is getting cold. And she's like, well, we can't go to the table until he rings the dinner bell. So we're just going to have to sit here. It's such a mess. But, you know, all of these guys are just knuckleheads. I mean, they just, like, <laughs> the worst. Craig's... Craig spills on the couch that she Patricia says is $45,000. He breaks a chair. Another chair gets broken. Uh, it's just a mess left and right. And when Patricia says, my, other al- my mother always said, you're the company you keep. So it looks like I'm a B-list fuckboy. I don't know who told her, who like gave her that line. I don't necessarily believe she came up with it herself. But if it isn't the perfect encapsulation, B-list fuckboy is the absolute perfect way to describe this cast. It just is. It's like, damn, damn. That's, that's really it. (sighs) But then the big, the big drama at the end of the episode is that there is a Dumois post that Craig and Austin have seen about Shep having an active Raya, Raya profile, Raya, Raya. I don't fucking know. Raya profile that it says was, active in Bermuda and they bring this to Shep's attention and his big big explanation to put this to bed is that it was two years ago when he and Taylor were together but after they had just had this big conversation slash fight about him cheating and so they she basically said you need to figure out what you want and so he went to Bermuda and got on Raya and this is supposed to make it sound better that his response to a conversation about cheating was to potentially cheat more. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, based on what we hear from Taylor, she kind of sees him as her project and I don't even know if this would make her that upset, but I guess we'll find out next week. I mean, Raya really, <sighs> You know that Paige probably sent this to Craig. You know, Paige loves Dumois. And so I feel like I feel like Paige sent this to Craig and it was like, get out there. Talk about it. Talk about it on camera. I know you're at the party. And for that, I am grateful. Paige DeSorbo pulling the strings in front of the camera and behind this season on Southern Charm. And I thank her for her service. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Bravo by Betches.
Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.